in today's show. I'm looking ahead to Friday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Here we are, 11 games for Friday. Let's, uh... Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> all right. Lakers magic. Frank Vogel gets to take on his former team two games in a row. Well, I assume Frank Vogel will be taking on his former team. Apparently not getting fired just yet. Let's watch Russell Westbrook because he did not close the game for the Lakers last time out. And Vogel post-game said, hey, I just want to play the players who are going to help me win. And while that seems harsh, it's probably true. Probably don't need to say that in the media, Frank. And while the Lakers' problems aren't uh, all Frank Vogel, he does not uh, help a lot of the time. It's a, it's a multidisciplinary failure, I would say, between front office, ownership, coaching, and players. Can Westbrook bounce back? Can he get his field goal percentage above 30? Um, can he play over 30 minutes? Because he didn't do that last game. And I've got Dwight Howard in there. I'm not really watching him for fantasy, but I'm more watching to see whether he's going to actually start or not. He started last game, played like 13 minutes, and they went away from centers altogether. It makes literally no sense to do any of this stuff that Vogel does in terms of those rotations. Does Howard even play in the game? What is his role, and how does that impact other guys? For the Magic, I think Jalen Suggs is starting to look pretty good. And we saw last game he started, and his minutes pushed up, and I expect him to continue starting, and I expect him to be a 12-team league guy as we move forward from here. So hopefully we get some more consistency than we saw earlier in the season from Suggsy, and he starts to rack up some good numbers. And I've been relatively impressed since coming back from thumb surgery. I've been less impressed recently with Cole Anthony, who has really dropped off. Let's get his usage back up. Let's get that efficiency back up. But if it doesn't, then we really do need to start reassessing where he sits rest of season. We're holding, we're buying low, but we want to just see what's going on with him at the moment, I think. The Clippers, they are taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. And last game with Marcus Morris out, and I did hear his weird rumor, I don't know how true it is, that Morris didn't play the game against Nuggets for personal reasons because he couldn't be guaranteed not to go and cheap shot Nikola Jokic. Cheap shot is my word, uh, to retaliate against Nikola Jokic. So he just didn't play. So we'll see if he returns for this game. We'll see if there's any truth to that rumor. But without Morris, they started Serge Ibaka at power forward, meaning that Zubats' minutes went up. He played almost 40 minutes and put up probably his best game for the season. But if they go back to the three-center rotation, where does Zubats sit? And then we're going to watch the Farmers' Union, Amir Coffey. Luke Kennard is back. Coffey's production did drop last game, which we thought it would without uh, with Kennard back. But where does he fit now? I assume he continues starting, but the Coffey, um, Mann, Kennard, even BJ Boston rotation, and then you add back in... Paul George eventually, maybe. Uh, Nick Batum will come back. Uh, where does that all fit? That's that's going to be the big question, isn't it? For the Sixers, Danny Green, Matisse Thibel, Shake Milton. Uh, we're probably having at least two of those guys out. Green, we're not sure of. Does that mean that Cork Mars gets another start? Because they started Charlie Brown. 
last game and then yeah, pulled his ass off at um, halftime and started Korkmaz. Korkmaz can be at least a solid enough streamer, especially for 14-teamers. And then the Fig Hogsman. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Tobias Harris got it on track last game against the Magic, but that is against the Magic. Now he takes on another one of his former teams in the Clippers. Is he able to get things going at a higher level than he has all season? Will that shot start to go in? And he just yeah, needs to pick up some of his other areas, and we'll see whether he can continue that in this matchup. The Thunder and the Hornets. The Thunder Hornets. Last game, Aaron Wiggins for the Thunder put up some good numbers against the Spurs. He's been relatively inconsistent and inconsistent in the below average realm most of the time, like consistently below average with the occasional pop-off. Can he transition to becoming consistently average with more pop-offs? We'll see. I don't think that he's a 12 or really a 14-team league guy, but I imagine he starts here. And Josh Giddy has dropped off lately. He had that really strong stretch after he came back from COVID, and we've seen the shot start to desert him a little bit. Let's hope that that can get back on track. He, of course, remains a must-roster player for the Hornets. Kelly Oubre. High usage guy off the bench. His efficiency can, can falter. Um, minutes were pretty good last game, but that was with Gordon Haywood playing only 21 in foul trouble. I just, when the team is healthy, I fail to see Ubre as this guaranteed must roster guy. He is absolutely fine to have. Um, and he's shooting the ball really well this season, but let's see where he fits. And then with PJ Washington Jr. struggling and now hurt again, Mason Plumley's minutes have gone up. Now, he hasn't really turned that into big production necessarily. But at least there is an opportunity for Plumlee to become maybe, maybe a 12-team league streamer. Maybe. The Heat and the Hawks. Last game, Caleb Martin put up some really good numbers. There's Tyler Hero in the COVID protocols. Kyle Lowry's missed the last couple due to personal reasons. But I think one of the largest reasons between Martin's or behind Martin's big performance last game was the fact that Jimmy Butler was ejected in the first half. So can Martin produce at that similar level? If Butler plays the whole game, I have my doubts. Bam Adebayo put together some really big defensive numbers last game. His usage also went up without Kyle Lowry. He's been really good. Although he was really good in that game coming back. Um, <clears throat> is the defensive stuff from Bam surging back up? Probably not to that level that we saw. Blocks have been down. Um, let's see where he fits on this team. Well, for the Hawks, with Bogdan Bogdanovic dealing with uh, knee issues... And he's currently questionable for this game. We've seen both DeAndre Hunter and Kevin Herter get a boost in their minutes, as well as the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! Hunter's shooting the ball really well, and his usage is up. And at the moment, he is a 12-team league guy. I do have worries about his lack of rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. And when that shooting drops off, then the lines will look pretty empty. But for now, yes, he is clearly a 12-team league guy. The Bogdanovich impact will be something for us to monitor, though, to see how those minutes do get distributed and the shot attempts get distributed. But BetOnline's distributing happy new betting years all over the shop. They are just telling happy betting new year to whoever wants to hear it because they are the number one spot for all of your sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, so there's a new updated desktop site, or you can use the mobile site, which is you know, looking sparkling as well. So go over there, use our code LOCKEDON, make your first deposit and get a 50% welcome deposit match bonus. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC are right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Next game we look at is the Trailblazers and the Celtics. CJ McCollum, weirdly, he's been really shit at free throws this year. Is he going to be able to improve that? 
He's never been the best free throw shooter, but he's actually like actively hurting in free throw percentage this season. So his minutes are fine at the moment after coming back and the numbers look all right, but that free throw is a worry. And then with Larry Nance, assuming where Larry Nance is going to be at, I don't expect Larry Nance back at all in January. We're going to get big Robert Covington minutes. His field goal percentage was way off last game, but with the minutes being sky high and also helping that um, Nasir Littles are now hurt and Cody Zeller might not play, that we look at um, Covington as, as a clear 12-team guy with those players out. And we'll see where that goes as we move forward. Well, for Boston, Dennis Schroeder, it's like clockwork. We have Marcus Smart go out and Schroeder's minutes go up and his production goes up. And then we'll see if Smart returns as to where Schroeder's minutes look or what, what they look like because they, he had struggled really before Smart went out. He, he played pretty low minutes in a lot of those games um, with Smart um, sidelined. That's not great. And I think you become a drop. Jason Tatum, we just want to watch to see can some shot um, at times this season. And sometimes he plays really well. And he's still a top 20, 25 player this year. But the field goal percentage has been a disaster for most of the year. Of course, we've got the news about Lonzo Ball and the surgery on his knee. So Ayo Desumnu, um, he's going to play a lot. Now, his shooting numbers have been ridiculous, Desunmu, but that is not likely to continue. But the minutes are. The assist opportunities are going to be there for him. And he is a 12-team league player at the moment. The same goes for Kobe White. Both of those guys get a boost. And when Levine comes back, someone will miss out there. It'll probably end up being Desunmu, I, I expect. Um, but for now, they are 12-team league guys. And Alex Caruso is in that mix now as well. I think they'll start Troy Brown Jr. with Derek Jones out. And Brown can be like a 16-team league guy, maybe pushing to 14 teams. I hope they give him that opportunity to show what he can do because, you know, starting Alfonso McKinney is just doomed from the start. And I think we saw Billy Donovan finally realize that last game. For the Bucks, Chris Middleton, I do expect him to drop off a little bit with Drew Holiday back now. I want to watch how Middleton's assist numbers look and also want to see where Drew fits. Is he going to start straight off in here? He didn't start last game. Will his minutes push back up? And how does that impact the rest of these players? The Raptors and the Wizards. Scotland Barnes has been struggling. I think that's fair to say. Um, I do think he is a buy low, but he is struggling somewhat as, you know, I think some of his defensive stuff hasn't quite been as good as what maybe it seems to be. Um, and the shooting has started to regress. He is clearly still a must-roster player, and he's a buy-low guy, but I'd like to see him put up some of those big numbers we saw earlier in the season. And then, with the absence of the big tree, Ken Birch, where does Boucher fit? We don't know whether Gary Trent's going to play. He's listed questionable for Friday. And Trent's absence does impact guys like Boucher. So can Boucher still maintain 28 minutes if Trent is out? I think he will because Birch is out. But it is a perfect time, I think, to sell high on Boucher. For the Wizards... Tom Bryant, that's just a placeholder name for watching whatever the hell happens with the centers there. It was 12 minutes for Bryant, 12 minutes for Gafford, and 24 for Harrell last game. Is that the distribution they're going to continue with? Bryant needs to play 24 minutes to be a 12-team league guy, and it's going to take, I think, an injury or a trade to get there. Same goes with Gafford. Are we relying upon those things? Like, they're just stash players for that sort of scenario, but in their current role, there's not enough there. And then Denny Abdia went from out of the rotation to playing a pretty significant role last game. It was ridiculous that he was out of the rotation. Let's see what his role looks like, but there's just not enough playing time on a healthy team, and they are one of the only healthy teams in the NBA. There's just not enough playing time for these guys to be, um, or for someone like Avdia to be 12 or really even 14 team relevant. The Nets and the Spurs, we saw last game LaMarcus Aldridge put up some really big numbers. He goes back to San Antonio. And he probably won't even play the 32 minutes, but he could. 
So we want to watch what his role is in comparison to, say, Dayron Sharp or Nick Claxton, who could return. Claxton's questionable at this stage to return. Kyrie Irving, um, we've got two more games of Irving this week. And then he next week plays, let's have a look, uh, one game. So shit week coming up for Irving. So we're going to just you know, deal with some really good performances. But this is when you should be selling him. Fantasy playoffs, he doesn't play. I think he plays seven games in all of March. Like, he just does not play that much. And getting a top 70 player back for Kyrie Irving, I think he's going to be a huge win for you. For the Spurs, Devin Vassell, excellent last game, but only played 22 minutes. How much of that was the blowout? I don't know. We'll find out what his role looks like here. And then Keldon Johnson, I do not believe firmly that he is a 12-team league player. I think he can be rostered under certain circumstances and in points leagues, sure. But let's see if he can do anything to buck the trend of his literal entire career and start providing things outside of points with a modicum of rebounds, which is basically what he does. The Pistons and the Jazz. Corey Joseph got the start last game with um, Killian Hayes out. Even if he doesn't start, there's going to be some minutes there for Joseph. He played 37 last game, so that's obviously making him an interesting stream option if we do hear that Hayes is sidelined, which we we don't know about Killian Hayes just at this point. And then Kelly Linick, who I think is absolutely a must-roster player, played only 22 minutes last game, but yeah, does that push up? What do they do with Stewart and Lyles? Where does Linick fit into this rotation? And can he be as productive as he was last game? I think he can be close to it. For the Utah Jazz, they're still worried about the Donovan Mitchell impact with his concussion. We don't know whether Mitchell, Whiteside, or Gay will play. They're all uh, missed the last few, or Mitchell's just missed the last one. But if Mitchell is out, Joe Ingles is going to get that boost. Uh, Jordan Clarkson gets that boost. And we saw Boyan Bogdanovich get a huge boost in shots. Now, the problem is he didn't hit many of them. But he is going to get a big boost in usage with Mitchell out. So watching what his role looks like um, in a Mitchell-less offense, it's also important for us to pay attention to the best-tasting protein bar ever. You know what that is. That is built. Why would you reach for the sugary treats if they're even in your house? Just Jack Armstrong. Get them out of there. You don't need them because we built bar. You've got two for two for one. Healthy, protein-filled bar that tastes like a candy bar, but it's low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and low-carbs. You can't lose with that. High in protein, high in DI. That's deliciousness index. Get your tastes in there. Cookies and cream, coconut, orange, chocolate, mint brownie, salted caramel, plus all of the SE flavors as well over at Built.com. So head to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get your hands on boxes and boxes of Built Bar at 15% off. Built Bar is built different. The next game we take a look at is the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. I want to watch Brandon Clark. Without Kyle Anderson, Clark is putting up some really good numbers, and he is a clear 12-team must-roster player. Where he fits on a fully healthy team, I'm not sure, but he is much, much better than what he was last year, more akin to Brandon Clark rookie season. And then Zaire Williams, who I expect is going to start again with Bain and Brooks out. He was pretty poor with his shooting numbers last game. He's not really pushing if he does something other than shoot and miss a lot. Let's see where he fits. And then for the Nuggets, the big stiffy Bones Highland had played 30 plus, and then he barely played, like 15 minutes. Monty Morris played a lot, and Faku and Rivers were pushed out of the rotation. And now we have the possibility that Bryn Forbes returns. Well, they, sorry, they weren't pushed out of the rotation. They played sub-10 minutes. So Forbes might play. So where does Highland fit? Who loses out? Does Faku sit? Does Rivers sit? Do they both sit? Does Morris play 39 minutes again? Morris's numbers are all over the place at the moment. And I don't think he's more than a stream 12-team league player. But if you go by what he did last game, he looked excellent. The problem is in games before, he goes like for 10, 3, and 3 in 24 minutes. And that's not worth it. 
So watching what his role is with the addition of Forbes, I think is really interesting. The last game of the day is the Rockets and the Warriors. Jalen Green has been pretty bad of late, and I do not think so. And I want to watch to see whether we get any, any minutes of the delicate dancer El Prince next to Christian Wood. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Because at the moment, we're stashing hoping course, but that's how the value of Shengun gets unlocked. And I, there's just no path at the moment for him to play 25 minutes unless Wood is out of the lineup. I know we keep... I, I, I don't know if we is the right term, but I hear some people say, yeah, they're just going to unleash him after the All-Star break. Well, that would require them just sitting Christian Wood. And I just do not think they're going to do that. Trading him? Sure. I think that's a really good idea. But at this point, you're just holding on to Shengun, clinging on to hope. If I see them cross over for five to six minutes in this game, that'd be great. But we just haven't seen it. For the Warriors, John Kaminga, he will start again and hopefully he puts up some good numbers. This is a back-to-back, -back, so there'll be no Clay Thompson. Probably no Andre Iguodala as well. So some interesting opportunities for both John Kaminga and the Dr. Gary Payton, whose minutes were well down last game. Let's see where he fits in terms of the rotation and the playing time, especially without Clay Thompson. Jordan Poole's got to factor into that mix as well. Let's look at some back-to-back -back stream options for Friday, Saturday. Um, Pat Connaughton, Grayson Allen, Dante DiVincenzo. We're looking at Bucks and Thunder players. Um, Baisley, Wiggins, George Hill, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. If you actually have roster spots to be able to utilize those players. Just for Friday, we're looking at guys like Gary Payton, Johnny Concha. If Jordan Poole's available, he'll become a stream. Uh, the Winter Soldier, Max Struess. Kessler Edwards, Danilo Gallinari, Joe Ingles, DeAnthony Melton, Terrence Mann, Pat Connaughton, and Joshy Richardson. But deeper leagues, we're looking at Troy Brown Jr., Furkan Korkmaz, maybe Dwight Howard, Corey Kispert, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, Dante DiVincenzo, Austin Reeves, Aaron Wiggins, George Hill, and Trevor Ariza. And then for points leagues, Brandon Clark, these are all rostered in under 50% of leagues, by the way. Brandon Clark, John Kaminga, Hamadou Diallo, Johnny Concha, Gary Payton, Devin Vassell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Max Struess, Darius Baisley, and Terrence Mann. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.